from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School Sirius XM, channel 132. Hey, it's Thursday, noon Eastern. We are live right now. Take your calls at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives right here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. Dream team in studio, Michelle and Dion. And we are ready to talk to you right now. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Hey, did you miss Switcher Fest in the month of October? We did a full six weeks of advice for every kind of career switcher. We covered military to civilian transitions, retirement, encore careers, incarceration to employment, entering and exiting careers in entertainment, and many, many other career change topics. So you can catch those on iTunes and Google Play under Dr. Dawn on Careers, or you can head over to my website, dawnoncareers.com. Hey, it's Thursday. Career Talk is taking our calls right now on any and all job search and career topics at 844 844- Nine four two seven eight six six, and today we welcome Joseph Leo, a career change coach, keynote speaker, and podcast host. He is dedicated to helping people do meaningful work. He's also a contributing writer to Forbes, Fast Company, and Glassdoor. Has been featured in several publications, including Success Magazine, HuffPost, and The Muse. Residing in the UK, we're excited to have him on the show. Welcome to Career Talk, Joseph. Hey, Don. We're excited to have you here today because I want to I want to start with a story. Um, today we're going to be talking about the emotional ups and downs of the the job search of careers, and there are just so many of them because it's such an integral part of our life. But what caught my attention, Joseph, was when I heard your TEDx talk. You have this incredibly courageous story, and something that I'll I'll admit right up front, I'd be way too chicken to do. And I'd love to start with that because I think it, it kind of hits the heart and theme of what we're talking about today. Sure, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Don, and really excited to talk with you. So the story I think you're referring to is when I was growing up, I thought I wanted to become a doctor. And this is something that I decided pretty early on at the age of, I think, six, and jumped forward to when I was 24, and I found myself at the Georgetown School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., and I had spent most of my childhood and college thinking I wanted to go to medical school, and then what's kind of strange is when I got there, I just felt like it wasn't for me, and it's something I wished I would have figured out a little bit earlier, but it just was one of those examples where it just took me a little bit of time to get the clarity I wanted to um, before I could gain the courage to leave, and so after about two weeks at Georgetown, I actually decided to quit the program and I mean, the reason why two weeks was I think I think you lost your deposit after after two weeks. You lost a big chunk of your tuition. So there was definitely a ticking clock there. And yeah, that was my first direct experience with making a major career change. And what I love about this story, Joseph, and, and, you know, as I as I I know you gave us the abbreviated version. But I mean, you think about what it takes to get into medical school. You have to to spend a lot of time in organic chemistry and organic chemistry and some pretty tough yeah. classes. And you have to study and take the MCATs and then you have to do all of the applications. I mean, this is this is years of preparation yeah. and you you make it, you make it. And so many, so many people who want to go that path don't. And you get into a great medical school and two weeks in and you're thinking, wow, this isn't for me. I, you know, how did you have the courage to walk away? Because I admit I'm, I'm one of those people who... Regardless if it's better to cut my losses and leave, I, I probably would have struggled with that. Yeah, I think that I am actually very much in the same boat. I've gone through a few career changes, three major career changes. And so people kind of think, oh, you're you're used to this and this is something that you feel comfortable doing. I'm actually somebody who's quite uh, logical in the way I think about my career. And like what you mentioned, getting into medical school, school was pretty tough. I I basically dedicated all of my effort during college 
to trying to get into medical school. And so, yeah, on, on the surface, it, it really would have been much smoother if I would have just stayed in medical school. And I actually remember having a conversation. I remember exactly where I was. I was standing outside of my apartment in Virginia, and I was talking to my father about this idea that I might leave medical school behind. And he said, well, and he was actually quite supportive of me in most of my decisions in my life. And he said, well, if that's really what you want to do, just know that your life is going to be a complete mess for a while. Wow. Encouraging. And, and yeah, he, that's exactly what he told me. <laughs> but he was, and, he, you know, that's a tough decision. So yeah, he was and, being realistic. I think he was right. Yeah. He was, he was, he, my father was a, a realist. He, he passed away about six years ago. But one of the things I remember about him was that he was extremely practical. He told things how he saw them and he said that it was going to be a mess and he was right. And I think I saw that. I think I saw that um, leaving this well-beaten path was, was going to be um, really disruptive to my career. But I think at the end of the day, what convinced me was that I just felt like it wasn't me. I, I just felt like I was completely misplaced and it was one of those visceral experiences that I unfortunately just didn't come to realize that until I was actually in the situation. And it, it was more of an emotional feeling that I was just misplaced. I wasn't making the most of who I was. And I was also just really unhappy. I was, I mean, I was just really, really unhappy. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern time, Michelle and Dion are here. We're excited to talk to you. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Hey, have you ever struggled with making a career decision? Maybe you've been trying to, to do something for a long time and it's not happening and you're not sure, is it time to walk away or should I just stick it out? Or maybe... People are encouraging you to do something that you just don't feel in your heart and you have no idea how to let people down or even what you would want to do otherwise. We want to hear from you. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We are here with Joseph Liu, a career change coach, keynote speaker, and podcast host who helps people with these types of decisions every day. And Joseph, I want to talk a little bit about kind of taking your, your medical school example of, of leaving after two weeks into getting into this program because it didn't feel right. And I think a lot of people struggle because it's kind of hard to discern if if walking away is the right decision because it's not for you or if it's a fear of maybe failing or all the hard work ahead. So if somebody's trying to discern that, what is your advice based on on your experience? So first of all, I'll just say, Don, that everybody's situation is quite unique. And so I, I wish I had, I really wish I had some sort of a, a checklist that somebody could go through just to figure out exactly whether they should stay or whether they should leave or whether sticking it out makes sense or whether cutting your losses makes sense. I'll say that just broadly speaking, if if you're trying to figure out whether or not you're just maybe in the wrong job or that maybe you just need to make a tweak and that'll fix things versus, hey, I'm completely in the wrong industry. I'm playing the wrong sport here. The shoe completely doesn't fit. I actually think it comes down to, to looking at whether there are certain mismatches that you're experiencing on a day-to-day -day life. And I'll just give you a couple examples here. Um, when, I, when I say mismatch, I'm talking about um, kind of like wearing the wrong socks. And so a mismatch, for example, between the talents you feel you have and the tasks you're being asked to do. If you're feeling like that is a mismatch every single day, that could be a sign that maybe you're in the wrong job. A mismatch between the kind of culture that you feel is in line with who you are as a person and the actual organizational culture that you're experiencing at your company or the organization that you work for. To me, that's another sign that maybe you're in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just one more big one is just a mismatch with what matters to you and what you feel you're spending all of your time working on. That to me is a real big one. If you feel like there's a mismatch between who you are as a person and what you're actually investing all of your energy into, I think that's a hard thing to live with day in, day out. Yeah. So a lot of people might be thinking about right now values or, you know, th th who I am or maybe my life has changed because I, I didn't have a family when I started this career, but now I do. So traveling isn't 
isn't working for me. And I think that's an important thing because you mentioned, Joseph, that you've changed careers three times. And I think what we know is that more and more that there's not one career for us for a lifetime. And sometimes you're really invested and interested in something. And then over time, you're just not anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to change. But it's so hard because careers become such a big part of our identity that we're so used to introducing ourselves as whatever we are, a, a medical doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, that it's difficult to kind of make that change. So when you were when you were doing that in medical school, I'm assuming you had to tell a lot of people that you've kind of changed your path. What what advice oh, yeah. do you have for people who are kind of struggling with that, that, hey, I've, I'm, I'm either stepping away or I'm, I, I'm going to step away from this this Wow. So that, this is such a great topic, Don, because I think there's so much wrapped up in our professional identities and how much that is linked to either the professional title that appears on our business card or the organization that appears on our business card. And there's a lot that you, I think, give up when you walk away from that. So yeah, I was in Washington, D.C. at the time. And as you probably know, Washington, D.C. is full of really ambitious young professionals. And so you go into any party and you hear people who are either at a a law firm or at a really well-known governmental institution. And then you show up and you say, oh, yeah, I just dropped out of medical school. It's it's a pretty, um, it's pretty almost humiliating thing to have to do. I would say in answering your question, the first thing just to realize is that you're going to face some judgment from people no matter what. And I think you're going to mostly face judgment from people who have followed what I'm going to call more traditional linear careers because they just may not have been around as many people who are career changers. So I think the first thing is just recognizing that you're going to get some funny looks probably and just knowing that that is normal. And I think the second thing to keep in mind is is just to remind yourself why you decided to make this change and that the person you've got to face in the mirror every single day is actually you. And that's the person's judgment that you really should be focused on. I mean, easier said than done. But I think if you can focus on the the reasons why you decided to leave and why that was so important to you as a person, that's one way to deal with some of the awkward judgment you might be facing from people who have more traditional careers. Yeah, I think that's great advice, Joseph. And I, I think one of the things that you're you're kind of pointing to, too, is to, to kind of have the plan for what to say. I mean, what do you want to say? Do you, even if you don't know what you want to do, being confident about why you made the decision. And you don't have to share everything, but sharing enough that, that you feel like um, you have that answer ready. I, I also think it goes back to, you know, because it's so wrapped up in identity. Um, you know, sometimes when we tell people news like this, what they're doing when they respond to us is complete projection. And and, and, you know, from a psychology right. standpoint, they're they're terrified of, of making that change themselves or maybe they wish they could, but they they can't. And so they're projecting that onto you <laughs> without even oh, yeah. realizing. It. And I think sometimes that that's comforting to know that, hey, that's their stuff coming out. <laughs> Definitely. So, I think so. I spent the majority of my career after medical school working in brand marketing. And so we talk a lot about consumer product identity and how you control the narrative of a product or a consumer brand. And so I think a lot of times, I remember being in those those decision-making meetings, you've got to spend a lot of your time trying to convince your own team of what the direction of, of that brand is going to be. And so, so I think the analogy would be the, the first person you actually have to convince of your career change and the new narrative for your life and your new personal brand is actually yourself. And that's oftentimes the hardest person to convince it's hard to be comfortable with your own decisions and i think that if you're not fully convinced that you're doing the right thing and and let's be honest it's it's really hard to be sure of that then it's very hard to come across confident and uh very well spoken and very clear about what you want when you're answering the question what do you do around other people Absolutely. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. We're here with Joseph Liu, who is a career change coach, keynote speaker, podcast host, TEDx speaker. Your resume is just so, so long, Joseph. It's awesome. And he is here not only sharing his own career changes, but helping us all learn some great tips that he's learned along the way for making career changes confidently and um, thoughtfully as well. So, hey, if you're looking to make a career change, Maybe you're considering that for 2019, or maybe you have a friend or 
or adult child who's struggling with that and you want some advice to give them, you've picked the right day to tune into Career Talk because we are live if it's Thursday noon Eastern all hour taking your calls at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So, so yeah, so, um, so we started talking a little bit, Joseph, about signs you know it's time to make a change. And I like I like the idea of all of those mismatches. Now, how do you determine if you can fix some of those before you make a complete change? So there's there's a couple things you could try. Okay, and I always think that I, I was listening to your discussion with Joe Batista last week, and he was talking about the more the pragmatic side of of making changes in your career, which I, I'm completely on board with. And I think I think one of the things you talked about with him was the idea of trying to have some sort of a plan before you make some sort of a leap. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. I think before you decide to, to throw in the, the towel, it's worth potentially exploring some tweaks, almost as a way of just checking out whether or not there are some adjustments you can make before you make a more radical change. So, for example, one, one thing that I recommend to people is to consider taking up some sort of a side project that aligns with something that you just are thinking could potentially be another area that you're considering. Or you could consider taking some sort of an evening class or an online class just to kind of dip your toe in the water of some other industry that that you're considering. That's something that I did when I left the corporate world to start my own business. I I enrolled in a, a coaching course on the side, and that was just doing that was one way that I helped uh, that helped me really figure out that hey this is something that I'm really enjoying and something I might want to spend more of my days doing and w- one other thing that I think can be really useful is to actually get out there and and talk to people talk to people you trust network with people who might be in the other industries you're considering and I think that sometimes just getting out of your own head and talking things through with people whether it's a family member or a friend or maybe some sort of objective third-party coach or career consultant can be a really good way of understanding whether or not this is something that is fixable or whether you need to make a more uh, large, larger-scale change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that, Joseph, because we talk about that on Career Talk. Clarity comes through action. And so a lot of times Definitely. we get stuck in our own head or we want to take all these assessments or, you know, and those are great. I, I would recommend those too. But sometimes you just have to get out of your head and try something on for size because oftentimes people learn the grass isn't as green on the other side as they've thought, or it leads to something they hadn't even thought of before. So I I love that getting out of your head. I think that's one of the key things. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like there's a mismatch, if you're feeling any of these things and I'm not sure I'm in the right place, the best thing you can do is go start to try on other things because you'll, you'll start to get the information you need to make that determination. Absolutely. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. And hey, if you haven't had a chance to snag a copy of my new book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success, you can do that. It's a great gift for the holidays on Kindle, audiobook, and hard copy. And speaking of the holidays... Michelle Dion and I put together a fun little treat for all of our listeners out there. So if you missed the preview last week, guess what? You're in luck because we're going to do it again um, right now. So so take a listen to this. The 11 step of job search that earned success for me. Thanking those who helped me sleeping before signing. Unique selling points inside referrals. Second level contacts using action verbs. Even phone chats work. Tune in to Career Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plan A is key. The 12 step of job search that earned success for me. Paying it forward, sending thank you notes, negotiating perks. Gotta do that, Brandon. Asking smart questions, tailored LinkedIn invites, stellar references. Just read the book switchers. And be confident in all you can be. Happy holidays from the dream team. Career talk. Serious XM 132. Uh, okay, what does everybody think about singing through it one more time? 
No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so if you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find that on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. Um, if you never want to hear that again you, you <laughs> and you listen to this show, you're, you're going to be subjected That's to me. it. Yeah, and Michelle Great and cat. Dion are like, please, we have to be forced to listen to this. <laughs> um, but speaking of clarity through action, what I learned through that experience is that singing is not for me. Um, <laughs> probably nor is songwriting uh, or any aspect of that but it was good to try right joseph you gotta you gotta you sounded pretty good I, I was i was really impressed when i heard that thank Actually, you i heard it last week and i'm hearing it again now and i it's it's pretty good stuff yeah that that would be michelle's singing and dion's editing that you're hearing right there but um <laughs> great <yeah. laughs> so um so Back to uh, talking about emotions in the job search. Hey, you're just tuning right. in, 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. And uh, we're here with Joseph Liu, who is a TEDx speaker and has made a number of career changes himself and now helps people do that all the time. So, um, Joseph, you were gonna you were going to jump in there. Go ahead. Oh, I was just still thinking about your song, oh, but, um, I, but uh, no, I think I think you were just uh, alluding to clarity, and I think that uh, you know clarity is one of those things that I think everybody really wants to have. Uh, I always say that when it comes to making some sort of a major change in your career or your life, that you've got to have clarity, confidence, and courage. And the clarity piece is the one that I personally have struggled the most with whenever I'm trying to make a change. And I think that um, I'm one of those types of people that kind of gets impatient if I don't have the answers right away. And I guess what I would tell uh, anybody listening to this is that if you are struggling to get that sort of clarity, that it's okay if it takes you some time. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't force it. And I would just trust that the exploration that you're doing, assuming that you are taking actions and you are being active in exploring alternatives, that you will figure it out. It just might take a little bit longer than you expect. So, and I've had personal experience with that. Yeah. And I, and I also think, um, you know, kind of digging into this word clarity. Sometimes I think when people hear that, Joseph, they think it's absolute 100% crystal clear. And, and usually that's not the kind of clarity you get to. You get to, this is what I want to do next, but you still may have doubts, as I'm sure you did when you you know, called or emailed the person and said, hey, I'm stepping out of medical school. I mean, I, I think there's always going to be that tugging at you. And you have to be ready for the fact that, that, you know, you might wake up in the middle of the night and say, what did I do? But just go back to that rationale of why you made that decision. Because the thing is, you won't know what would have happened if you picked the alternate path. So I think once you make that decision, you have to go all in and let go of of the decision you walked away from because otherwise you're never going to understand if this new path is going to be successful. Was that yeah, your experience? Definitely. I think that in every I think in every single major career change. I keep referring to the three. The three, the three were, were, were uh, leaving medical school to eventually pursue a, a career in brand marketing. And then I moved from the US to the UK while I was a brand marketer. And then I also left the corporate world to start my own business. And in every single one of those situations, there was some sort of an option to, to kind of keep my foot in the business that I was in before. So for example, when I left uh, Georgetown, I remember them asking me if I wanted to take a leave, of, a leave of absence, which would mean that I just kind of take a one-year break and then potentially go back after a year. And I, I ultimately said no to that. And I, I think there was a similar kind of offer when I left Clorox to move, which is the company I used to work for in the Bay Area, to move to the UK was to, to kind of stick around for a little while and, and go through this transitional period. But I, I just felt like that was going to be a really hard thing uh, to pull off. And uh, also, yeah, when I left the corporate world, there there was the offer to stick around a little bit longer and, and to remain involved. And and ultimately, in each of these cases, I decided to try my best to make a clean break because I think, as you mentioned, Don, that's how you give yourself an opportunity to gain some clarity on things and give yourself an opportunity, even if it's not 100% clarity, to at least uncover some clues that could tell you where you want to go. Yeah, and that is that is so brave because this happens all the time. I mean, you mentioned that, hey, just why don't you take a leave of absence, which I probably would have leapt at because I, I need right. that safety net. But 
you know, sometimes people go to leave and their company offers them, for example, a counter offer. And, and in the moment, it feels really good that they're they're wanting you and throwing money at you. But we know from the research that over 85% of counter offers um, don't work and people end up leaving or getting asked to leave yep. within a year. And so, but it is, it's so tempting to kind of have that plan B. And I'm, as you can hear in our song, very much not an advocate of plan B for that reason. Because here's the thing. You will always have something to fall back on. You you don't lose your skills. You don't lose your abilities. You don't lose any of that when you decide to make a change. If you decide to go back at some point, for the most part, those opportunities are going to be there. They may look different. There may be some extra steps to go through. But, but if you don't go all in on plan A, you'll never know if it can succeed. And I think one of the challenges is the ambiguity that comes with facing a change because we we love as humans we love steps to follow we love processes and we've kind of been taught that in school here's your homework step one step two you know you go grade one grade two I mean it, it kind of all flows and then when we're left without that roadmap it's terrifying absolutely yeah, terrifying it's pretty bad I think that I I have the I guess privilege if you want to call it that to talk with quite a few people who have decided to, to make changes, whether they're, they're people who attend my workshops or they're people on my own podcast. And, and I actually learn a lot by hearing their stories of how they made their changes. And in almost every single situation, I think what separates the people who have been able to successfully make career changes from those who revert back to what they were doing before, and, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm talking about situations where people revert back when they know they're actually not happy with their work that they were doing before. Mm-hmm. I think what separates the people is, is that ability to, to navigate the times of ambiguity and to hang in there long enough to where you actually have an opportunity to, to turn a corner. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough thing, though, to, to navigate. It is. Ambiguity. It sucks. We all hate it. But sometimes I, um, you know, I think follow your fear is one of the best pieces of advice is advice I've ever heard and I like to give out because I think if you're following your fear you know you're learning you know you're growing and and regardless if at the end of that you decide hey this isn't for me I want to go back to what I was doing or I want to do something completely different you will gain skills that you will be able to take with you I mean I mean there is no you know the, these two years didn't matter you will gain network contacts out of that you will gain skills you will gain knowledge you will gain insight about yourself and who you are as a person so I think there's there's no loss in that Hey, you just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. We are taking your calls all hour long. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. In just a moment, we're going to go to our pre-break quiz. But after the break, we have some exciting news for all of you musicians out there, which I am clearly not one, um, that I'm going to announce. And also, we'll get back to Joseph Liu, and we'll talk a little bit about his seven stages of career change. But right now, it's time for the pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. So it's the holidays, the season of extra calories. So I like this quiz. In 30 minutes, you can burn 102 calories cleaning the house or 136 calories playing with your children. But doing this can burn 350 calories a day all while sitting at your desk. Doing this can burn 350 calories a day, all while sitting at your desk. If you think you know, give us a call here on Career Talk 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are here all hour. Take your calls at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. And if you missed the pre-break quiz, here it is once again. In 30 minutes, you can burn 102 calories cleaning the house or 136 calories playing with your children. But doing this can burn 350 calories a day, all while sitting at your desk. 
you're sitting at your desk and you want to burn 350 calories a day, you're going to do this. you got to answer. Give us a call. 844-WHARTON-844-942-7866. We're not going to answer it right now, but Dion, why doesn't anybody call anymore for the pre-break quizzes? Because I, I always get them right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's Good not, answer. That's not it. That's wrong. <laughs> so we we are here with Joseph Liu, who is a TEDx speaker, keynote speaker, podcast host, career change coach, and he is talking all about how you can consider approaching a career change in 2019 and the emotional ups and downs that go with it. And Joseph, where can people reach you if they'd like more information? Well, they can go to my website, which is at josephplu.com. Fantastic. Um, Hey, we have an exciting new opportunity here on Career Talk. We are calling it Career Talk Music. So if you or maybe some of you know is an aspiring musician or band on the brink of stardom, Career Talk wants to help you make your career dream a success. So for the month of January, we'll be playing clips of songs from new bands as segment intros, including your group's name and social media handle, so that listeners will be able to find you. If you'd like your music to be considered and potentially played on a national radio show at Sirius XM 132. Email your MP3 clip and social media handles to careertalkmusic at gmail.com. And please remember, Career Talk is a PG 13 channel, so no explicit contact. If you want more information, check out my Twitter feed at Dr. Don Graham. But if you would love to have your music played on Career Talk, we would love to help you and your band launch your career right here in the new year. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132, Career Talk. And we're here with Joseph Liu, who is a career change coach, talking all about how to make your 2019 great. So, so Joseph, I want to talk a little bit about um, that. You you have a great post, the seven stages of career change, and you have this kind of emotional roller coaster that we go through when we're doing this. But before we do that, we mm. did get uh, somebody through the mailbag. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So this is from Sarah in Michigan, and she says, I've been working at the same company for 20 years since graduating college. I've been promoted a few times and even changed departments after earning an MBA several years ago. I'm interested in changing to a new industry, but I'm worried that I won't be able to succeed in another company. I'm pretty successful where I am, but still have at least 15 years ahead of me, and I'm bored. I wouldn't say my job is soul-sucking, but I can see it getting there. Do I stay here where it's safe or do I take a huge risk and find something new? Ooh, so do I stay or do I go? And that's tough. After 20 uh, years at well, a company, I mean, that's a lifetime. What are your yeah. thoughts, Joseph? So this is, first of all, this is a tough decision. Uh, I think her name was, was Sarah from Michigan. Yes. So Sarah, yeah, I, this is a really tough decision. And so I've got a couple thoughts on this. First of all, it's not unheard of to leave one path behind that you've been in for for 20 years and move on to something else. I've, I've spoken with various people who have chosen to do that. And at the same time, it's quite scary. I think, I think investment is actually one of the hardest things to shake. And I'm talking about investment of time and effort and, and belief that you're in the right place. So that's a really hard thing to shake. Now, in terms of, I guess the first thing that struck me with your question was that you're not sure if you can be successful at another company. And I, I would immediately, um, I guess, encourage you to think about what helped you become successful at your current company and whether or not you feel like that could potentially be transferable to another company. And I would be, I'd be willing to bet that the things that you're doing that make you effective as a professional within your current organization, at least some of those skills and strengths are going to end up translating pretty well to another, to another company. Um, obviously, there's going to be cultural differences and organizational differences, but I, I would imagine that you – I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, cut yourself too short before you, you give it an attempt. Um, in terms of whether or not you feel like – on a very practical level, you can make this sort of a leap. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is to try to find people who have done similar moves or who maybe work at those target companies that you're considering 
and, and start having some conversations with people. And I'm talking about things like informational interviewing, which I'm sure you've probably talked about on this show before, Don. But Definitely. just sitting down with people who are in your target industry or role or function or even location and asking them, hey, what, what's it like to work for your company? What do you think would be the prospects of, of someone like me with my background being able to, to be effective in, in your organization? And I think with enough conversations, I think you'll get a feel for whether or not this is possible or whether, wow, this is, this is completely far-fetched and um, th- this is not realistic. So I'm a big believer in, in getting out and talking to people, doing the things that you want to do and, and using that as a litmus test to help inform whether or not it's realistic or whether it's um, something that might be too big of a leap. Yeah, and it goes back to what we were talking about before the break, Joseph, which is this idea of, of clarity through action and trying things on and, and even assessing, you know, because I know Sarah said she's she's bored, but, you know, is this a true mismatch of talent and tasks and, and culture and all the things you mentioned earlier in the show? I think those are really good things to consider. And the thing that struck me about this is 15 years, you still have 15 years working. That is, a that is right. you know, basically the amount of time you've spent to get to where you are now almost. So that's a lot of time. And if, if it's fear that's holding you back, I, I completely agree. Go talk to people. Go try some things on. Go see what it's like. You may discover the grass isn't greener, but I think 15 years is a lot of time to sit and wonder what if. So get out there yeah. and, um, you know, and do it. And I also think that the, the other challenge I see, Joseph, and is that the, the market is changing so rapidly that yeah. the fact is, is, Sarah, if you stay where you are, you may not be given that option at some point because, you know, what you do may, may shift so much that your, your job doesn't exist anymore or it does get to the point where it is soul sucking. So I think I think if you're already starting to feel that now is a good time to start exploring the market, seeing where your skills fit in, seeing what gaps you have that you might want to close maybe at your current company because sometimes we we think hey I can ride it out but the market or our company doesn't really give us that option when when things change so best of luck to you Sarah thank you so much for writing into career talk hey if you've got a question you can tweet at Dr. Don Graham we're here with Joseph Liu who is a TEDx speaker career change coach and you're listening to career talk Sirius XM 844-844-942-7866 I'm your host Dr. Don Graham we're going to go to the phones we are going to go to Mike in California What's on your mind today, Mike? Hi. Hi. And, uh, <clears throat> I started a new career just recently. I, I decided to get into the insurance business, um, life insurance specifically. And, um, you know, went through the whole process, got the license, and um, started kind of getting involved with the company. And I, I really, I was really, really committed to this during the learning process and the licensing process. But now that I'm in it, um, and, I, and, I've, and I've worked a little bit, I just look at it and I think, man, I just don't know if this is for me. You know, I just am really questioning it. I don't know if I don't know if anybody there is really enjoying themselves as much as it is about the money. You know, that's what it seems to be all about. Ah, got it. So that's such a, an interesting question. I mean, first off, Joseph, this is kind of like the exact experience you went through in terms of medical school. Like, I'm here now. I work so hard to get it. Do yeah. I want it? And then and I love the topic you brought up, Mike, about money, because I think a lot of people are tempted to go into a career for that reason, which sounds great on the surface. Mm-hmm. But then you have to actually spend 50, 60 hours a week doing whatever it is this this work is. Joseph, what advice do you have for Mike? Well, well, Mike, first of all, um, yeah, I actually, I don't think you and I talked about this, Don, but I actually worked in life insurance very briefly after college, and I did a brief stint. And uh, I didn't actually go through the, the process of getting my licensure, but I do know that it's quite an investment to, to do that. So so I hear you on the dilemma between whether to, to walk away or not. I, I guess, um, I, I don't know if, if Mike is still alive there, but I'm just curious how long you've spent Here. Uh, working in life insurance to this point, like, do you have a lot of time invested in this already? I don't. I don't have a lot of. Okay. I don't have a lot of time invested, honestly. Okay. So. So. Yeah. yeah. So one of the the questions that I think is really important to ask yourself is whether you want to cut your losses or whether you want to go ahead and. Um, stick it out and, and stay there for the sake of, um, I guess, maintaining your investment. So, you know, sticking it out versus moving on. And uh, I, I know that that's a hard question to answer, but one of the things that I would just um, recommend you try to look at is how are you feeling day to day? 
like, do you feel like with the life insurance, do you feel completely drained at the end of every day? Do you feel like yes. um, you're having to pretend to be this someone very, you're not? It's very, very stressful. It's very stressful. It's very, very right. stressful. Yeah, I mean, there's people that hire the higher-ups in the company that recommend you stop listening to music and only listen to training, um, uh-huh. things like that. You know, there's that, that kind of pressure, which to me is just I've never heard of. You know, they say, yeah. you know, well, you want to work at least six days a week and, and probably seven because everyone's home on Sunday. You know, it's this, it's all this uh, culture or whatever they want to call it that it, it kind of rubs me wrong, you know. I, I kind of yeah. want to have a little bit of a life. You know, and yeah. I'm 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 54 years old. A lot of these agents are in their 20s, maybe early 30s, that are doing are making crazy amounts of money. But I'm not I'm not that young anymore. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I have the desire to to hustle so much. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, when I went to the company, they're like, yeah, you could do part time if you want and everything. I don't see anybody doing part time. All I see is you grind six seven days a week, or you or you have no place there. So maybe it's just the wrong yeah. company. Potentially, I, I think we. This this reminds me of a, a story of someone who was actually on my podcast named Salonia Tedros. She worked in PR and and she was was getting to a point where she was feeling pretty pretty burned out. And I guess one of the things that she told me was helpful for her to do was to try to decide on what was really important to her, and to to really get clear on what you want your career to look like. Like what would be the characteristics of a professional life that you would be really happy with and, and literally make a list of those things. And, and maybe one of those things is work-life balance. Right. And um, I don't know, maybe another one of those things is, I'm just making this up, is, is feeling really engaged with your work or feeling really excited by the content. And, and just ask yourself, how much is this current role serving those interests? Like how much is it really in line with what really matters to me? And, and I'd encourage you to keep the list kind of short. I'm talking about like the top two or three things that really, really matter to you. And, and, if, and if your current role in life insurance uh, isn't, isn't serving that, that interest, Mike, then, then the next question you've got to ask yourself is how long will I tolerate doing work that I'm not really enjoying and that is really stressing me out? And yeah. I, I think – I mean uh, I can see the time. writing on the wall here. I've, I've done so many different things. I've had my own businesses and – and I can see clearly what it is. So moving forward, you know, like you said, maybe it's time to cut my losses because I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, I can make yeah. money, but, you know, I also need to be able to sleep at night and, and, and yeah. I, and I think the, content person. the fact that you, you took the time yeah. to call into career talk, I mean, I, I think you're, you're struggling with this. And I think that that to me is always oh, yeah. a sign when you reach out to, to get that answer that you already have that answer, Mike. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough to walk yeah. away. But I will say that I can hear in your voice, yeah. you've already decided. And, you know, in, in some uh, ways, maybe you just need somebody to tell you, hey, it's OK to not want to do this. <laughs> um, and, and it's yeah. completely okay to not want to do this regardless of you know it and it's so easy to convince yourself oh the money but the money or i've already invested this time but that is your your brain afraid because you don't see what the other alternative is and I, and so i think if you start working on what that other alternative is where where it does meet your your values and your need to sleep and and have a life i think once you start getting clarity through action around that those those other demons are going to fall away that that money and this and that because right now you can't see that path but I think as soon as that starts to to emerge you're going to feel so much better about walking away from from this no doubt with that Mike thank you so much for giving us a call and career talk we wish you all the best and um and for having the courage to bring this up because a lot of people wouldn't a lot of people would just convince themselves that hey the money's there um you know I'm 54 this is what I should should do and you you're doing exactly what Joseph talked about in the beginning is doing what's right for you. So awesome. We applaud that here at Career Talk. Hey, you're just Definitely. tuning in. You are listening to Sirius XM channel 132 and we're going to go to Bav in Canada. Welcome to the show, Bav. We love our international callers. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. So I am uh, switching completely from what I used to do in the past and what I went to school for. I'm actually going into real estate. And uh, just wondering, how can you boost your confidence uh, when you're making switch into a field which is very competitive? Um, there's a lot of established players already, and 
how you might do that and succeed. Ooh, boosting confidence. So that's a really good one. Joseph, what's your, what are your ideas for Bav? Okay, this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, um, but, but if you can kind of follow, follow my, my logic here, there's a, there's a great, actually, there's a great TED Talk by a woman named Amy Cuddy, and she talks about faking it until you become it instead of the old adage of okay. fake it until you make it. And, and so the idea here is to actually, I mean, this is going to sound so counterintuitive, but to actually take the actions that you would if you actually were really established in real estate and if you were really successful in real estate. So almost to act as if you are that person you're trying to become a year or two years from now um, versus thinking about, so it's kind of a mindset thing versus thinking about, okay, I've just entered real estate. I'm not familiar with this, with this industry. I'm, I'm pretty much um, a rookie at this, but instead trying to, trying to look at people who, who are successful and almost to try to embody the kind of behaviors and the actions that they're taking as if you were actually an expert. And that's a little bit of a mental trick you got to play on yourself. Sure. So that's kind of the, the touchy feely um, kind of mindset side of things. Uh, to get a little bit more practical, I guess I would take a really hard look at w what are the areas where you feel like you do have an outage and, and to get really specific about it. Is it, I don't know, having a track record of, of successful sales? Is it um, just not having enough clients to, to use for, I guess, testimonials or something and, and trying to figure out, okay, what are the two or three things that I feel are holding me back from being able to put myself out there confidently? and to try to find a way to address them. And, and, if you, and, and I think it's, it's kind of hard to do in the hypothetical, but if you try to pinpoint what are the one or two things that I think are blocking me from feeling really confident about this, invest some time in, in addressing those things. Um, maybe it's, it's working with somebody who, who is an expert in real estate. Maybe it's just having a conversation with somebody who can help you, um, I don't know, get some solid materials, some sales materials together if that's the thing that's blocking you. But to, to try to almost diagnose the thing that's in your way and, and to try to find a very specific way to address it. Yeah. And, and um, Bab, I do love that Amy Cuddy uh, TED talk because she just talked about the power pose and, and, you know, things that actually really do help, even though, Joseph, you're talking about mindset. But this is mindset. And one of the things that, that, that we say a lot on the show is don't compare your start to someone else's peak. And oftentimes yeah. it's this comparison thing that gets in the way. We're looking at all these people who are great at the job and have been doing it for years and are very experienced. And we forget that, you know what, they were once in your shoes. They once had to start and feel all of these same feelings. But but that's where you're going to get at some point. You're not there yet. But recognize that they've all had to start there. And, and when you don't compare your start to someone else's peak, all of a sudden you start to feel a little bit more confident. Like, hey, they selected me. They, they want me to do this. They see the potential in me. So I'm, I'm going to give myself some latitude to learn and get to that point. So um, thank you so much for calling, Bab. We wish you all luck. We here are very confident in your abilities you. to do that. So so know that the career team, the career talk team is rooting for you. 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. And we have to answer our pre-break quiz because I know people are on the edge of their seat. It's the holidays, <laughs> the season of extra calories. And so doing this this can burn 350 calories a day all while sitting at your desk. And, and DM, we actually have a caller, so, so we, can, we can defer to the caller and not have to put yeah. you out. <laughs> Emily, so Emily, thinking... thank you. Thank you for, for responding to my pleas of, of calling. <laughs> I felt them through the, through the airwaves. Um, I, I was thinking the power pose is really interesting because I, I love that. I think it really, really works. It does. It really works. I'm doing it right and, now, Emily, yeah, in the studio. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought about that, and uh, I was thinking of another answer, and after you said the power pose, I thought, yeah. So sitting at your desk, if you, like, have a good posture and just have, like, a, a I don't know if it's a power pose, but just, like, sit, like, 
and and every time you slink down, you just get yourself up. I, I feel like you burn a, a lot of calories. You know, there are devices for that now that actually kind of beep when you you, know, you kind of put them on your body, and when you start to slouch, it sort of. Oh my god, it oh, would be going off. It alerts day. you. <laughs> I think you probably can get them on Amazon, but but yeah, it's, it's actually well, and, and sitting up straight is very good for your for your lower back, and you know works your abs. So I'm I'm sure you do burn a few calories that way. Unfortunately, that's not our answer, Emily. But I I like oh my it. God. And I I'm, hope it's not the one I thought it was first, but uh, I won't say it. You, well, well, you'll get a chance to hear because Dion's going to go next, and he always has Uh-oh. he always has the right answer. So uh, okay, see, here's the thing: I had an answer, but I've got a better answer, and I think this answer is actually I think my answer may even burn more calories. All right, spinning around in your chair. Wow. <laughs> Good guess. I mean, this See, is a talent. A guess. Coming up with these answers when, is when you, a talent. When, it when, is because you because you got to kick off the chair and you got to and you're working your legs and your abs, the whole deal. Right, I've, I've I'm done just it. curious, Emily. Was that your first answer? Doesn't it spinning around in your chair? No, that wasn't my answer. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking, what wouldn't it be funny if like you ate at your desk and that person... you were burning calories should, while you were eating? See, that wouldn't be funny. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat at my desk all day and burn calories. Dion, you're so close, but I, I just I should say you could do it without people being concerned about you. Um, and nobody that's ever seen me spin in my chair has ever been concerned about. Yeah, me. I've never in my all of my years here. I've seen you. Sp- I watch well, you. You're well, in I've got to face you when I, when I'm in here. Yeah, but, but in the office, I'm okay. spinning like a top. Fair, um, Michelle. <laughs> all right, Dion's want- close though. Okay, well, I did have another answer, and mm-hmm. now I'm changing it because Dion's close. I thought I was maybe drinking cold water, but I think that's actually too many calories for that. I but- bought that. Okay, oh, good. I'm not alone. No, um, <laughs> no, that's not my answer. That is not. Was that your buzzer? Excuse I just, I just, me. I just wanted to buzz somebody. Okay, all right. Thank, no, thank you for not buzzing me. I'm Dion. gonna say, <laughs> don't don't get too excited, Emily. He has no problem doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna say standing. Ooh, standing instead of sitting. Tell me that's got to be right. Okay, I, it's not. Oh. But I can see where you're going with that logic because I, I if I could see my pre-break quizzes all while sitting at your desk when you're not really sitting. Yeah, but, and the whole standing desk is a thing now. But that yeah, but actually I did mean you could do it while you're actually sitting oh. at your desk. So you actually meant what you said this time. I did. I did mean what I said. Is it up to me to know that your pre-break quizzes are actually getting better? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know this? I have been working on them. I've been testing them with a, a test audience before the show. I am trying. Joseph, bring it home. I was thinking toe exercises, like wiggling your toes or wiggling your feet. Okay, Joseph's the closest. Oh. It is fidgeting. It's fidgeting. Okay. So Dion wasn't How totally wrong. Fidgeting? I don't know. I just so you're, if you're a pen clicker, foot tapper, weight shifter, you may burn it. Be burning all of these extra calories while you're sitting at For the your record, desk. there's one minute left. We we let this go way too long. All right, there's one minute left. All right, well, <laughs> Emily, thank you for calling and giving us an answer. Michelle and Dion, good job on that. How would you? How are you supposed to know it's, it's fidgeting? And, and Joseph, one more time, where can people <laughs> reach you? All right, well, people can go to my website at josephplu.com, and if they want to check out my Career Relaunch podcast, they can go to careerrelaunch.net. Awesome. And you can check out his uh, Seven Stages of Career Change as well, which is a great article if you're thinking you want more information. Hey, Michelle and Dion, thank you all of our callers and listeners. This has been a fun show. And of course, Joseph, we've appreciated having you here on Career Talk, Sirius XM Channel 132, and we will see you next time.